Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. You know, I say that because I know that there are persons listening to us from all over the world. Never know which part of the globe um, my listeners are from. Be it on their favorite podcast platform or listening, watching on YouTube or other um, video platform. Welcome to Kenyut Exploration, your topic in a podcast. I am Dr. Kenyut White. I have a very special guest um, today, but guess how this will work. That guest will not be in the virtual studio with me, but I'll be calling that guest. Hey, she has a lot to say. She was, she was raped. She will tell you that it's not rape, but the media says it's rape. But let's say that for now. Um, she was raped and become a mother at age 11. In order to ensure that her child is properly taken care of, you know, the basic necessities, that young Jamaican female has to get involved in prostitution, a means to an end. She had done that for approximately 10 years. She will tell you that the 19-year-old who had raped her then he and his family would not take care of the, 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 the child or she, and um, hence she had to do what she had to do, as to do what she had to do in order to, to ensure that her child is good. She had done what many rape victims would not have done, carry the child. And today at age 30, this is uh, October 2021, at age 30, she sees the child as an inspiration to her and had created a vision in her head to assist other rape victims. And she's saying to them, hey, don't abort the child. Naturally, she's pro-life. Don't abort the child. Carry your child. Bring the child to my institution, the one that she intends to set up. And um, should like your support um, with that institution as well. Um, it's no other than Cassandra Terrellong. I will give her a call and um, let us talk about the situation that she is having and um, the challenges that she had gone through to 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 ensure that her child is 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 properly fed. Um, let me see if I can get in touch with um, Cassandra. And um, so that we can have a talk with her. Um, Cassandra has a lot to tell. Her story is, is um, a story that should empower and inspire others. Cassandra is going to talk to me via um, the telephone. She is in Jamaica, Spanish town, Jamaica. While I, I wait on Cassandra to pick up. Hey, Cassandra, how are you doing? You're... You're on here, really. Um, sorry about the, the challenges that we're having. Um, so now we're going to talk to you. Um, tell me, who is Cassandra? Cassandra is just an ordinary person who gets up daily and chooses to do extraordinary things. Makes no excuse, but chooses to push past her obstacles, her challenges, her struggles, and to always see the good in whatever she's going through cool cool i, I love that I, I love that hey cassandra I, I love the vibe that you bring to to humanity you know and and um 
I, I just want to ask you though, um, the your childhood before before ten, your your childhood before the incident. Tell us a bit about that childhood. Forget the incident for now. What your childhood was like before that? Always curious and always getting myself into trouble because I'm a curious child from the womb. So I'm always curious about everything else that an adult would be doing. So I'm never really interested in what kids should be interested in. I always want to know what it is to cook, to care for persons. That's just always me. Wherever the adults were and whatever they were doing, that would be me. Wanting to cook when I should be playing, wanting to, cool. to clean. Just wanting to do adult stuff. Hey, hey. I, I, go ahead. Starting to happen. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. All right, that childhood before the incident, what type of message um, would you would that childhood have? What type of inspirational message that childhood before the incident incident have? As I said, just curious, curious, mm. always up and about, getting myself into children trouble <laughs> you know that's kids overall yeah yeah just curious cool cool i love that cassandra okay now we are going to talk the meat of the matter what happened <laughs> what happened during i think it was age 10 around that time what happened 11. yeah what happened age 11, age 11. what happened with grandma to be at home because she had to work so she stopped taking us to work with us because of personal reason i issue with her boss so we started staying home but we wouldn't stay in the yard when we come home from school i would always be next door by our uncle because she wouldn't have the um cable television or stuff to keep us in the yard so we'd always be next door by uncle yeah um lo and behold i was really aware of his motive but i was big in body i look extremely mature and most persons thought i was 15 16 at the time but anyway there was this young man because he has tenants that mm -hmm. moved in with his sister um always working he was always focused and i always admired that about him never used to smoke but always reading mm -hmm. but anyway we we saw that in him but as a child still coming around my uncle i have no intention nothing up my sleeve because i don't even know what that is um lo and behold um, i started going to church with his sister and he and my mommy became friends so he was like a brother to the family um one very night now my uncle asked me to do something for him yeah. remember this is my uncle i trust him so if he said to me go around the back and get this out of that room i'm going to go yeah when i got to the room now um i saw the door close behind me but i thought that he was joking and then i hear um that's my baby father's voice um I'm in here and him said don't make no noise okay. and I was like giggling honestly and I was like what are you doing in here where you are and my uncle up to mm -hmm. anyway I wasn't taking it serious but um, he started touching me and I was like no and my uncle was actually outside the door yeah. looking over the top of the door and I hear him say to me uh, my uncle Pat's, um, 
moved from there and stopped peep over the door. So I was like, what are you up to? And the man said, no, but I wouldn't know. Nice. Um, a long time, they tell me, see, you like me. And I said, what? Well, anyway, I'm not going to tell any lie anymore. I did not scream. But okay. I said to him, no. Anyway, he proceed and do what he was up to. And when he was through, I came out and my uncle was like, they're laughing. Now, in my mind, I felt like I did something wrong. Yeah. And I was kind of like in disbelief. Anyway, knowing my mother, I wouldn't say anything to her because it would be loans, of course, in her excitement. And I didn't want that. Yeah. So I came up to the house and my grandmother was here. My mommy didn't get home and I showered, but I was crying. I really didn't understand what was taking place, to be honest. And I'm telling you, I didn't understand it until when they found out I was pregnant. Yeah. When they found out I was pregnant, no, that's when like reality hit instantly. My mindset changed, I become an adult, and then the cursing start. And if you know ghetto mentality any at all, I was put down mm-hmm. long before I even got pregnant. Yeah. The, the people them used to say that I was sexually active, whatever the case might be, and I'm going to get pregnant and Lo and behold, it did happen. So when all of that happened, no, I didn't want anybody to know. Yo. I was so ashamed. I was crying. My mommy blood pressure went up. She passed out. Yo. My stepfather went and told my very same uncle. And he went and broadcast it to the entire neighborhood. So even if my mommy would even think of allowing the abortion because of the embarrassment he came with, Yo. everybody already knew. Okay. So that is why that is why the abortion wasn't done. I did not want to do it. Anyway. Okay. I didn't want to do it because she mentioned it to me. So she started talking to me in the presence of my stepdad, mm. and he was highly educated because he was an ex-police officer in the um, military force in America. So I'm telling you, he's extremely educated. Yeah. And he's very manipulative also because he's educated. My mommy is not. So he twisted around his finger and I used to watch those things as a child. Okay. And I started feeling resentment towards him. And from the moment he mentioned abortion and we can go back to being a family and pretend as if mm. this never happened, lo and behold, you just let everybody know all that is taking place inside of our home, right? Yeah. How is it that I'm going to trust you to say anything to me? Anyway, I resented him. Dismissed what he was saying. So my mother said, um, let me think about this first. And I said to her, she started talking to me one hour. I said, mommy, I don't want to do this. But some specific reason I feel in love with what's going on inside of me. I don't understand it. And I'm sorry for this, but I don't want to do this. I think I'm going to die. Yeah. At 11 year old, she mm-hmm. started. She got upset. I'm not going to lie. And she cursed, but then she calmed down. All right. Then when my stepdad see that, okay, then she went back to him and said, listen, I'm not going to allow her to do this. I have seven of them and I did not abort not one of them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let her do this. It's her choice. She says she wants to bring the baby. Uh, let's see how it goes. He got real upset. Yeah. And he said, okay, then. Since she's a woman and she decides she don't want to do an abortion, I'm not going to feed her. I'm not going to send her to school anymore. She can't eat anything I provide and the list goes on. Yeah. 
yeah. they call my baby father now and his sister because he was in her care Mm-hmm. living with her and she said that he's not ready for a child as yet so the best option is to abort it and she's not going to shoulder any responsibility because she didn't send him to do that and you name it so my mother and her got into it at the gate and my mother run them and offered to wake them up with some water yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um from there on it was a like constant stress because every single day my stepdad go out and come in he would stress my mom my mom would stress me i wouldn't eat i would just sit down daily crying crying till i got down so slim i have i have one... go ahead go ahead go on. i have a one two like... mm-hmm. you go on questions huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 watching, you're listening to Can You Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I'm Dr. Can You White. I'm talking to Cassandra Therilang out there in Spanish Town, Jamaica. Um she was um I would say raped and um the the, the rape carry carry a child and uh but that didn't stop um Cassandra from being inspired and continue to tell her story. Cassandra, you, I, I heard you saying that the the, the media says rape. Why why wouldn't you call it why wouldn't you call it rape? And the media said something about traumatic conception. Talk to us about um, not calling it rape and traumatic conception. Because in, in, in reality, according to the law, well, according to culture, rape would be something held at a gunpoint then and forceful. Um, that's my understanding of rape. But I know according to the law, once I'm under age, at a certain age, I'm not able to give consent. So yeah. It would be considered rape. And then when you paint the stigma that it's rape, then my son is a product of rape. Okay. And that's not the stigma that I want to be attached to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I understand that and, and certainly do. Um, But is it that, is, is it affecting your son now? Let me ask you that. No. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I ensure that he's lacking nothing, especially love. No, I mean... I mean, Cassandra, is the the whole concept of you being in the media and so is it affecting your son now? No, because um, he doesn't understand exactly um, what is really taking place. And besides that, they respect the fact that um, Mm -hmm. he is very loved and cared for. So even though, according to what the media is saying, people still don't look at me that way, especially community and i give god thanks for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and, and your son is a very intelligent person even though he's having a challenge right um autistic he's autistic yes they diagnose him with autism at six years old mm-hmm. oh six years old and not six months Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's two type. That's one type, but um, you have the full blown. But um, what what happened is that it, it you you the, the child has to be 
before two by two so you know that the child has to be diagnosed um with uh, you know it, the onset is by two okay fine so i understand you yeah cool that's fine um tell me though this 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 thing about traumatic conception i think what the media was trying to say is that um because you were raped quote unquote rape i know i know i i i'd use that but despite the fact i understand what you're saying right because you were you were um should i say molested instead of rape it doesn't even matter how you put it yeah at the end of the day it doesn't matter to me as i know what the media comes with okay so i'm prepared for it yeah just trying to 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 be aligned with what you say all right fine right okay my thing is that how did the experience affect um your sense of self self esteem self worth talk to me about that okay well being at my age as i said i was practically still a baby so they consider it rape according to the law i don't mind Mm -hmm. anyway how they put it um after a time at 13 years old now fast forward um it affected my mother in a way where she started throwing it out on us I okay mean, stress taker i could understand as me my younger sister my grandmother and then a baby to care for and my baby father decided that he ain't going to stick around anymore just because mm-hmm. of the stigma that surrounded it I guess that's why I emphasize so much with him. I exercise so much compassion. He took away himself. So he migrated to Maypen and didn't want me to know where he was, didn't want anything to do with the child, didn't decide to help me with him. Um, so with that now, my mom started, she would get upset and talk a whole bunch of things that started wounding me. Yeah. That's when now it started having an impact on me based off my mother's words. And I totally understand. So what I decided to do now at 13 years old, I went to school. And when I go to school, um, my breasts would leak and wet up my uniform. And then there are persons from my community that goes to the school that knows about this. So um, those are some of the stuff that I would have to face. I would be in the guidance counselor office because they would point and they would talk. So it started coming out. So I decided that I'm not going back to school anymore. Come home and I told mommy all that happened. She would go to the woman's center for advice and yeah. then they would decide to move. But I decided that I am not going back to school. And so with that now I was talking to a cousin law of mine and she introduced me to the massaging center. Okay. In the paper and how I could make money, etc. etc. Anyway, I thought about this long and hard and then I thought about the benefits that would come forth and how my mommy wouldn't have to stress anymore. I know I could look after my sister and she probably wouldn't have to end up in this situation. So I decided that okay then I'm going to go for this. Okay. So one day now I tell her that um, I got to work at a guest house and she was at a man that I wasn't going anywhere. And I took her card, I took some money from her account, put back her card and I decided that I am going. Mm-hmm. So I jumped on a bus and I went, met the person, and then I called her because I didn't have even phone at that time. Yeah. And I called her and let her know, well, this is where I'm at and I'm okay. Yes, and she loses it over the phone, but I didn't care. I hung up the phone. All I know is that this is going to put food on the table and you won't have to stress and curse me anymore. And my baby won't have to be hungry anymore. So I decided that was it. And I spent the weekend and came back the Monday. 
So when I came back the Monday now I had mm. money, she was still questioning a lot of things. And I would tell her that, listen, it's a guest house, they tip. It wasn't really resting well in her spirit, but I mean, the baby's okay now. I can afford to buy pampas from because when I left it, yeah. you have pampas. Yeah. But she figured out something and she managed to buy what she could and do what she can. Sleepless nights though, because she didn't sure where I was, yeah. what I was doing or if I would make it back home. So when I came home, I gave her the money and I showed her all of that, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then with that, now I tell her that I have to go back to work. She was still adamant, but she know that if she even forced me or tried to stop me, I'm just going to wait until she turn her back and vanish. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a, like a means to an end for you. And is that is that the whole thing about prostitution? That's how it is because anything sex in exchange for anything is prostitution. So okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But if 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 you don't really um understand the word, you're going to just look at it from one perspective. Oh yeah, okay. Most person thinks that you have to be on a street looking a certain way, but no. As long as you're exchanging sexual relation for anything in return, it is yeah. prostitution. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that even you know. In fact. Even if you are with a, a gentleman and you know you're having sex with him, and yeah, it's you know, yeah, I've heard that. But but um, you you are very, I know you are very intelligent, and you have to do what you have to do in order to ensure that your son is well fed. And and um, you know, I I understand that. And on can you exploration, your topic in a podcast, we 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 are still with you, we still love you, you know, and um, we 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 know that you have to do that, you know, to get you know things together. But um. Did you oh did you did you keep that a secret? Yes, I did, of course, until I was eighteen years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that affected my health. That affected mm -hmm. that's where the traumatic experience came from. Mm -hmm. Having to pretend to be one person, having to lie to whoever I'm working with about yeah. my age, having yeah. to lie to my mommy, lying to myself and yeah. lying to everybody else. Uh yes, it took a toll on my health and then I wasn't really enjoying what was taking place at all. And I didn't even talk to anybody about it to ask for any advice because I was in such fear. I was in such fear the first time I did it. Yeah. The first person who was my client. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened because I'm being honest. I had no passage. That's all right. I'm sure how Maurice came through. Yeah, yeah. So um, that got him adamant at paying his money and he cannot enjoy himself. Yeah. But anyway, his time was up. So when he left, I went inside the bathroom and I'm telling you honestly, I cried. Yeah. I tried tearing off my skin. I locked myself in that bathroom for hours. They would come knocking it down trying to get me out. Yeah. And then when I was in there and I realized that you can't run from this, you're going to have to deal with it some way, somehow. You came here not knowing that this is what it was about, but I was preparing my mind to do whatever it takes to ensure that my son was okay. Yeah. And I, I, I grabbed it, I pulled myself together and I came out and I dried my tears and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, because I remember. 
son, I remember not having anything given to give him to eat. I remember falling to the ground on my knees, shake up sugar and water, or sometimes just water alone in a bottle. Yeah. I remember him not having a pampers to put on, it would be nappy. I remember all of that and he had gastroenteritis because I couldn't feed him. And with all of that, I get a courage and I get a strength and I say, you know what, the pain, all the bruises, the blood, everything, this too shall pass. Yeah. And I pull it together and I say, okay, then I'm going to do this because I see the other girls doing it, so I guess I can do it all. Yeah. And I pulled it together and I continued for that weekend. And that was very traumatic. It was painful. Yeah. Oh, I can actually talk about it now and not cry about That's it. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm with you. I did my best just not to think about the experience, but to think about the end result. And believe yeah. me, that has taken me through this year's worth of that life. Yeah. Not thinking about what I'm going through now, but thinking about where I'm going and what I can accomplish yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah. And we understand. Um, you're listening to Can You Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I am Dr. Kenyut White. I'm talking to Cassandra Therlong. You heard her. She had said to me that, hey, my life is an open book and I don't think I should pretty up anything. You know, I'm just going to say it like it is. And she has been doing that. Um, tell me though, um, Cassandra, this thing about support system. What was your support system like then? I think you had mentioned that it wasn't good. But what was it really like then? And what is it like now? just mommy it was mommy and grandma at the house my sister didn't really understand what was going on because she was just a year younger than i am so it was mommy and grandma so um when i see the pain in her eyes and i felt all the embarrassment that i brought down on her she can't walk in the community because everybody know that i'm a baby and they're saying that this is her fault etc so i felt responsible for all of that and i decided that i'm going to ensure that i make sure that this woman is well taken care of because she takes care of me and my son and my little sister so she yeah. was my support system back then but now, um, since 2014, when I got saved and converted, at first, when I started out, she was there, but then everything changed. It changed because the money wasn't like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was hard. I understand and I empathize with her even now. I still have to take him everywhere I'm going. I wasn't expecting it to be this way, but I understand fully now why God make it the way that it is. Because yeah. mm. now I lean not on her. But I learned to lean on not my own understanding, yeah. but to trust in God and to know that all I need is within me. If that didn't happen, I would know that I would be able to actually go through this resiliently and come out such courage with such yeah. courage and boldness. I, I love that. But I'm going to talk to you more about your spirituality because that is that is very important in your life. And, and I mean, I, I'd love to hear my my listeners, my my viewers would love to hear. But um, did you did you um go to a psychotherapist? What was your psychotherapy like? What's going on there? All right. First started out. Um, Maurice have they have children? What you call it? Psychologists. Yeah, child psychologists. Yeah. Child psychologists. So he had to be assessed. So um, his 
phone was Dr. Samson by the University of the Hospital. So okay. while she was there with him in a session, I remember turning to her and I said to her that Dr. Samson, I need help. And she smiled. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, I said, so I started explaining to her you now my whole situation. And she turned to me, she looked at me, she said, Cassandra, nothing is wrong with you. But however, because you asked, I'm going to send you to someone because I own the cater to children yeah this was like in 2013 so i was an adult now so um i said to her that can't you just see me she said i specialize in kids anyway yeah. she recommended me to someone she turned to me she said cassandra believe me i've seen other persons gone through what you have gone through and they're not as resilient as you are yeah there's nothing wrong with you and you're going to make it. You look at the mother you are to Maurice and he's well taken care of. She recommended me. I called the person, set the appointment and I went. Yeah. <laughs> In the session, I remember Miss Janet said to me that, Cassandra, I'm going to stop you right there. First and second, I understand what you went through. But I don't see where it has any negative impact mm -hmm. on you. And I was right there crying like, what are you saying to me, Miss? Don't you see that I'm dying slowly but surely inside? All she could see is this glow and this strong, courageous woman pushing past her obstacles. And while I was there talking, I ended up, she ended up turning to me and said to me that you've inspired me so much to know that all that you've been through, it doesn't define your future and it hasn't broken you in any way. Yeah. So um, actually I was there till I ended up taking over the session. Yeah. So I paid I actually paid her to counsel her. <laughs> yeah. And with that I decided that you know what, I'm not going back in you know, because if this won't be the case, I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. Then I started seeking out churches. Okay. And it would be the same thing. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna move to that church thing after asking you know, this one question, then I move to your spirituality. You tell me all about that church thing. I'm talking to Cassandra Therilong. Um, she was um, raped, the raped, um, bring forth a child who uh, is now in, in, an inspiration to her. And, um, you know, she she's very resilient and continue to, to move forward. Cassandra, as it relates to the incident, how forgiving are you? How forgiving were you? I, for some strange reason, I, I never have an issue with bone in my body for him i was really disappointed in his reaction when i would reach out to him it would always cause drama between myself and whoever he's talking to because they would always be threatened by me based off what information he would give to them instead of them encouraging him to be a father to his child now they would always see me as a culprit and they are willing to pay whatever money and do whatever it takes to get rid of me so that he doesn't take care of his child but his sister at that time wasn't up with that she was a no-nonsense person and i would always turn to him and say i said to him that your life will never be better until you be a father to maurice and i say you see that this child that you have rejected and resented is going to be the very child that you'll need and you'd always say to me that oh that's why i'm setting my foundation to ensure that i don't come and be no trouble to no pity and i don't ask any child for anything anyway with that i said tony listen to me it's just still not too late and just ensure that you help me out with it if it's even two thousand dollars two thousand dollars 
weekly just to pay for his bus because he was going to a private okay. institution yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me yes and give me a whole bunch of arguments and then when I come up it would be the same run around again. If I do try to where he's at to find him, I would have to borrow a thousand dollars for fear. Mm-hmm. Then when I get there he would give me fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars. So I would have to come back, pay the person back them thousand dollars and then pay fear out of the other thousand. So I would practically have not less. So I got fed up and frustrated of running behind him because it was making no sense. So guess what? I was back into that life again. Because I tried coming mm-hmm. out so many yeah, times. Yeah. But because of Maurice's medical bills and the expense and me running behind him and not getting any positive results, then I would start thinking of what manner of evil to do to this nigga. Yeah, yeah. For for all that he put me through and then not even to just help me financially and i say you know what let me transfer all of this anger all of this rage into something else and into that life and then now i was more holding my own i wouldn't say i was comfortable but i conditioned my mind yeah i conditioned my mind and i tried to see it from a positive perspective because my child was okay he started walking and mm-hmm. he was doing all that the doctors say that he wouldn't do so cool. i forget about him yeah i love that i love that you know he's resilient too you know but but um cassandra after all of that, right, the, the, the rape, the, the prostitution, and, you know, you, you know, you're trying to, to do what you have to do to ensure that your child is well fed and, and, and um, have the basic necessities. You decided, hey, it's time for, for, for Christ. It's time for church. What's about your spirituality? trying so much time to come out of that life trying going back to school after school after one term i would just give up i ended up back in that life because it was too much to keep up with the medical bills and with school and then at nights i would have to be up and then during the day i would have to be in class so it was taking a toll on my health so i said i'm going to give up one and i said my education can wait but my son mm. comes first. Yeah. So I would always give up the schooling, try going back to nursing school, cosmetology school. Up until 16 years old, I was going to art. And I tried. Yeah. I did my best. I managed to complete that one. But I still haven't gone for the certificate as yet. So that has been my, my dilemma. Starting things but not getting the chance to complete it. Because I would have to sacrifice one. Either my son comfort and happiness are i would have to sacrifice my education and take care of him and i would always do the motherly thing yeah i would choose him above anything else right um so with all of that now i see that i i I, this is not working out you know when you know that you're supposed to be excelling but Mm -hmm. something is wrong so i decided that you know maybe it's time i start trying church yeah yeah since as i hear people testimony and i would hear even girls in that life talk about their encounter with god i know so i'm like oh god never talked to me yet yeah and with that now it's like a curiosity in me because i wanted to know why is it that nobody ever come up to me and tell me not to do this or you know god love me yeah yeah, yeah. so mm. I started out seeking spiritual help, but um, the mistake I started out in the wrong place because I started going to like read up people. Oh, that's mm. where it started. Yeah, 
and then when I would go to them and they would light the candle and whatever cards would flip over, they would always say to me that you have a bright future. And then they would tell me that I need spiritual help. And I'm like, what the heck? So what am I here for? Spiritual help. And the cards would always point me back to the pastor. Okay. And then I would kiss my teeth and I say, you know what, maybe this one now work out. So I would go to another one. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be the same thing. I'm telling you how God is mysterious. You know, each one I would go to yeah. would point me back to a pastor. And with that, now I say, okay, then you know what, since I'm trying all of these and all they would be taking is just my money. For some reason, they would be charging me for bad, charging me for this. And something inside me say, you know what, they cannot help you because if each one of them keep telling you the same thing over <laughs> yeah. and over uh -huh. again, and they're charging me this arm and leg of my money when I want help. That's why I'm here. Yeah. So that my money will stop be leaking out. I say, you know what? I With that now, my mom one day, she came home. I said that she went to fasting. Because my mother used to be a praying woman. Yeah. I'm telling you, her prayers kept me. Mm -hmm. And she, would told, she was telling me about the service and this prophet and how he was so powerful. And something in me stood at attention. And my curiosity spike again. Yeah. And I said, okay, then I'm going to go there. But when I went, it was the wrong day. I went on a Wednesday when the service was on a Tuesday. Okay. When Ooh. I went on Wednesday, you know, um, we had a little small gathering and a meeting, but it was powerful. But who was there? Something in me wanted to, like in my mind, I, I could see myself in chains and shackles. But that person that was praying for me was just not at that level that they could mm. help me. Yeah. So, Burst those, burst free. So I said, okay, then I'm going to be back here next week, Tuesday then. So the Sunday, I attend Sunday service because believe me, this fire stored inside my belly. Yeah, yeah. I wanted something more than this because every man that I turned to, I would be hurting after it would be the same thing. Yeah. Believe me, I got raped over and over again until I don't even talk about it until now. Yeah, yeah. Because I would choose to talk to older men in the process, thinking that, you know, they would see the need to love me as a daughter and help yeah. me. But it wasn't so. They would always have their agenda behind why they would help me. Yeah. And they really don't want to help me. So with that now, started down that life, I got deliverance from all these hurts mm. that I was holding inside, all the unforgiveness, all the bitterness. I didn't even know that I was that bitter. Yeah. I didn't even know. But when I got deliverance, now it's like my eyes open and yeah. I started seeing everything through the eyes of God. And back to my baby father now, I saw him through the eyes of God with so yeah. much compassion. Yeah. So I had to confront him in 2017 now. And when I found out back where he was and I confronted, he couldn't look at me. I hugged him, you know. I hugged him. Yeah, and I'm cool. telling you, if you know a man overall, they don't want to cry. Yeah. But he was just there shaking. And he looked at me and he said, you're looking lovely though. And I said, thanks be to God, but there's still hope for you. God wants yeah. to love you. He wants to heal you. And he was like, God can't love something like me. You don't know what wickedness me do. And he was just there smoking because he covered his pain under the smoking and the drinking. Oh, yeah. And I'm not making an excuse for what he did. No, that's all right. Or for, or for any person out there who think it's right to, for a young girl to say no and 
you think that this is what they want but how he was culturated his brothers taught him that way yeah and the girls that he was used to when they would say no they actually mean yes i'm telling you because yeah. he was with a lot of young girls around here but i was just the youngest so they would say no when they actually mean yes i would be okay with it so in his mind it was okay yeah and he was he was 19 he was 19 and you were um 10 11 11, 11. 11. okay right but my uncles told him that i was 16 soon to be 17 years old okay right mm. so it's after everything happened now we started talking now i learned i guess that's why i didn't push to lock him up yeah because then i find out that if it was a for his brother-in-law and my uncle maybe none of this would have happened okay but i give god thanks for what they did because the, what what it produced is priceless yeah yeah yeah, so know. that is why I don't see it as rape because he never did it again. Mm -hmm. In fact, he started talking to only older women. So his girlfriend after my incident would have to be like 30 years and over. So mm -hmm. through the eyes of God, now the Holy Spirit showed me that that is his reason. He doesn't come out and say, Cassandra, I'm really sorry and I can't take it back. I don't know. He's not at that level yet. But when you're around him, the way in which he's shaking nervously and he can't look that I know he's sorry for what he did. And once I find out he's at this address and I would go there, he would run again. Yeah. So he keeps on running. Yeah. To avoid having to deal with me. Hey, Cassandra, the, the, the church though. Let's go back there a little. Because um do you think that the church is actually doing um what it should have been doing in in, in relation to an incident like this? you know are they responding appropriately adequately yeah to the challenges uh, faced by members of the church the church is actually the people you and i yeah which come together means of the church the body of christ okay and the bible tells us that we put not our trust in any man which is the pastor the deacon etc but that was some hard lessons for me to learn however where a leader feel inside a religious society is when they don't know they haven't gone through your experience as i said in the, the other interview that some of these leaders they are still sheltering some members and some of them hasn't gone through life struggles as rough as i have Mm -hmm. So, with presenting a testimony such as mine, when the Bible speaks about prostitution and how much of a sin it is, and to have this member now come inside the congregation and gone through how much level of deliverance, through their eyes they saw that I still remember, quote-unquote, I don't have any diploma, any degree, I don't have any title behind my name. So to see me now come out wanting to share my story that often, that much with everybody now, they see that I was actually transferred. They thought I was transferring spirits mm -hmm. to other persons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, you know. <laughs> I remember during convert class and my convert teacher, because she was also moved by my testimony, when I could finally speak about this freely and not cry about it now, I felt such freedom I wanted to share with everybody that there's hope. We don't have to be in that life anymore. 
And she said that, listen, I'm going to put you up and I want you to share your testimony because this is a big night and a lot of persons there from all religion, all walks of life. Mm -hmm. But when I wrote, because I like to, I love to write, yeah. when I write yeah. my, my, my um, sermon, uh, and they had to pass it on to the head shepherd and whoever is overseeing. They turned to me and they said to me that um, this is not the place, the congregation heart is not at this place where they can, they can receive this call, this testimony. Yeah. So with that, now I was broken and they said that I have to change it, which I, I obediently okay. and submissively did. Yeah. I did, but when I delivered it, like everybody was like, you know, when you're expecting something more to come. Yeah. And I was so uh, yeah. nervous. And when I came down, I remember one pastor from another church came to me and said, Cassandra, what happened to your testimony? But I mean, they say I shouldn't, and they are the leaders there. So I was just being obedient. And two weeks after, the Holy Spirit chastened me and chastised me. Yeah. Because I didn't do what the Lord told me to do. I did what they were expecting of me. Yeah. And with that, I wasn't pleased. And from then, it's like I became broken all over again. If I decide that I'm going to testify, mm -hmm. they wouldn't want to give me the mic. Because yeah. they say I'm going to talk about that situation again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's very strange, though. Well let me not say strange that that that's sad right and um it would have helped someone in the church because you came out and you talked to a number of persons about it but there might be this other cassandra in the congregation who just needs somebody to say something so that she can also say something there was there was um, yeah. i'm telling you how mysterious god is when they stop allowing me to speak on the mic or if i would testify somebody would come up after and publicly criticize and i'm talking this come from leaders yeah oh my testimony is not a testimony and i should keep that to myself but god was preparing me because where he's about to take me it's gonna come with the calling the backlash yeah. the offense so what he was doing was actually preparing me because he told me two weeks before when i was praying that the persons that he used to shepherd and mentor me will be the same ones that he's gonna use to prune and to groom me yeah. i didn't understand what was going through my head but when i saw that manifested the thursday in the fasting service i said it makes sense so with that now i hear a voice said to me i'm um, just worship god and everybody was hey, the entire church turned and looked at me i'm telling yeah, you man, yeah, god. Yeah. if it was back then i wouldn't go back to a church but because of what God was doing in me, he prepared me first before he placed me in the fire. Yeah. And then he sustained me through it. When the man of God finished preaching and all of that and he came down, I just hugged him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hugged him and nobody could understand it. A lot of prophetess and people started coming up to me saying, Cassandra, I know how it feels, but you have to take the fire because I go through it. And I'm like, but I don't feel anyway, in which I didn't. Yeah. It didn't hurt me because God told me that he was going to do this. And the next morning, the person called me and apologized. So I said, what are you apologizing for? God told you to do something. Why are you apologizing? Yeah. And he, he, he was like, um, but um, you shouldn't 
like talk about it while you're going through it and I mean and I, I said to him like if I had a diploma or a degree behind my name and I had a Jova Benz or a BMW would you guys mind me sharing my no it wouldn't matter but because I don't have a title behind my name I shouldn't speak and he couldn't ask I love you anyway but what the Lord was teaching me is love yeah. and that's what he did to my son to yeah. love somebody without expecting to get it back in return yeah you know that was a hard lesson to learn. you know Cassandra you are very intelligent I, I I have been talking to you for a number of days now and um what I am hearing is this intellectual type of person you know no I'm serious you 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 talk about you talk about not being in school since really since 13 or so you you know you and I talk about that but but it's hard to believe you're so intelligent you're so intelligent you talk about love writing and you know it's something I love you to pray about writing a book on all of this and also to evangelize. I have. I've written a book, but it's not completed as yet because of personal reason and the challenges that I'm faced with. Okay. And I really don't want to do anything that's going to take away my time and my attention from Maurice. Yeah. Because I promised God that if he had delivered me with this child, right, and shame all of who said that he would walk, he would talk, right? And that's one of the reasons why I think my baby father didn't choose because they told him that it wasn't his child and it's because I had intercourse with different men, why he's not walking, why he... So that now, I think he's also traumatized, believe mm. me. With that now, you know, as a man in a ghetto community, that yeah. stigma, so he just chose to run. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it this way, but I really empathize so much. Because he has other kids, yeah. and I'm telling you, he's a good father to them. Yeah, yeah. But why he is this way with mine, I sit down and cry about it. I was angry at him. I wanted to do him some wicked evil things. Mm -hmm. But the Lord keeps stopping me in my track and telling me that if I ever take him to a courthouse, three summons, three different times, mm -hmm. and it's the one message, I will be interfering with the wrath that he, God, is going to pour out on him. Yeah, yeah. And I will be getting in his way because karma is a sure thing in life. Yeah. And I cried. I cried. It was hard, but I had to let go. And when I let that go, I'm telling you, God opened financial doors for this little boy. I'm telling you. Cool, cool. It may not be a whole lot, but liquor is much once God is in it. Yeah. Because it does help. It stops a gap. And I'm grateful for that. I don't have to think about him anymore and what he's not doing and what he should be doing i just start thinking about what i can do with this little much yeah yeah and you have a, a great son how old is he now he's 18 the second of september cool cool before I, I i have you talk more about him i i just want you you know you, you had said something i i i i've read it and we talked about it this vision that you have it, it's a very important vision and it tells me that the adversity that you had gone through, it creates some hope for somebody else. Because with this vision that you have, it will help those mothers, those rape victims um, to come. And, and um, even those um, who, who have gone already. And those rape victims in Jamaica today, as we talk, who are being raped now at this second, at this moment, um, you know, your vision will eventually work for them. Um, talk to me about the vision that you have. 
so this vision was of mine is to um our children home to create a restorative and counseling center for rape victims especially teenage girls and to also um pre-trained disabled but able persons self-care and life skills um so this vision was derived from my situation my health experience and the fact that having a challenged son um the stigma that surround it and majority of them get lost in the system and left behind so when i started and i think about all of that i decided that this is not going to be my child's reality right and because of my stolen childhood he's not going to go through what i went through i've already gone through it so i'm going to pave a way for him my rest of kids to come and my yeah. generation after no one for a lot of others out there in that life i used to talk to girls and i would see that we're all coming from the same background that's why we ended up in that life searching for love some way what so it's it's some of them turn to it to deal with the pain it's easier to know that you're going through this and then get money where you can probably do makeup here and cover all of that but i didn't want that yeah. i keep fighting not to want that i i want to know that later on when my son comes up i don't want anybody to be pointing at me and say um your mother was a prostitute or, yeah. you know and he have to be holding down his head i want to know that even when they say it yeah. it will be in a positive respectful way that's yeah. where i started from but that's not who i am and he's not a product of that so i decided mm. that listen to me now all right my life has changed i started a business it's still going through some challenges because it's hard to do things without compromising yeah. it's hard yeah but i keep pressing on and i said okay then who is it that i can turn my testimony i've been talking about it but people need to see something what can i do i've reached out to people but i want to provide somewhere that when you come broken confused lost and scared when you enter through that door and when the lord finish using me to actually mentor counsel or to minister to someone they leave with hope they mm -hmm. leave with a different mindset they leave knowing that this is not their fault and they don't need to beat upon themselves but they need to learn to forgive themselves and since the church won't give me that platform i say okay then what can i do and i've struggled since 2014 to find somewhere i was in debt i was in arrears couldn't get anywhere and i just keep going up and down up and down until finally last year the lord cleared off my nhd arrears thanks be to god and somebody pointed me to this home this two bedroom i've been praying about it first i've sowed seed i've fast about it but nothing wouldn't happen and from the, the moment they point me to it the vision became even more clearer mm -hmm. i said that this can be a house not just a house but a home a home for these babies and then i saw the article of the 12 year old who got raped oh. i'm not sure if that's the way it happened i tried reaching out but the mother didn't want to mm -hmm. communicate with me and i said okay then instead of them aborting these babies without knowing who they might become in society yeah. or having them and because of the um postmortem depression yeah. that they go through and the, the trauma 
and the stigma that surrounds it and then the war that's going on on the inside and when they looked at that child and remember what they were conceived yeah. through they, they just hurt them throw them in a rubbish pinners they can just bring them to me or reach out to me and i'll come to them collect these babies love them grow them and if in the future they decide that they want to reunite with them i'm here and then i will also offer counseling for them love that but scatandra so you are saying your establishment will provide a, a, a sort of a, a home for, for these kids that are unwanted. And you are also saying, Mummy, if you are being raped, right? If you are, have a child, maybe not being raped, but you know, you, you got pregnant and you just didn't want this child, don't go throwing it away. Don't go doing abortion. Bring it to the institution. But you need help to get this institution together. What type of help you need? What are you talking about for the deposit? Alright, so the Lord has favored me. It was originally seven million dollar. Yeah. But the Lord spoke to the heart of the vendors and they dropped it to four when I shared oh, my cool. vision with them and my struggles. So with the four million dollar now it was to be four hundred and twenty two thousand as a deposit. And they again the Lord favored me and spoke to their heart and they dropped it to two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Oh. And I'm telling you, Dr. White, from last year up until now it has been a hell and high waters. I reached two hundred and thirty. Oh. Right? And then to, to get the other fifty one bills, light bill popping up, everything just keep popping up one after another and it just take time go right back down. Yeah. You know, you know our adversities are not usually for us. I keep saying that. It's for somebody else because it will bring forth vision. And 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 that clearly what is happening in your case. I love it. I reached out to a financial institution, but because the business hasn't been registered for two years, there's a lot of roadblocks, it's yeah. a lot of flags at one point up until even last week i started questioning myself and i say you know maybe this vision isn't from god because this can't be from god and, and and the resources are not coming forth and then he took me back in the scriptures that every authentic faith will be tested and tried by fire and if a vision is given to me by god it is also going to go through adversity yeah. but i do have a passion for this believe yeah, me yeah. and i see where if if i believe and this is my belief like oh i believe in my son yeah. if i can change or help to transform one child life i believe that that one child mm. like my son can make a world of difference and transform a well said well said life. well said you're listening to can you exploration your topic is a podcast i am dr ken you white speaking to cassandra Thurlong out of um, Spanish Town, Jamaica. Um, she was raped and um, she um, basically go into prostitution to ensure that her son is being fed. But she have a vision and that vision is to help other rape victims and also to say to them, hey, don't abort that child. Bring that child to this establishment. We'll take care of the child. And after the child reaches a certain age, if you want the child back, fine, 
right? But she wants money. She wants financial assistance in order to get this off the ground. And um, on the screen, you realize that um, there is a, a drawing. Apparently, she starts to do the groundwork uh, and this already, the drawing and so on. And you saw the property. Um, those who are listening on um, your favorite podcast platform might not be able to see this. But she had a drawing there. Um, you, you start to do the, the groundwork already. Um, draftmen um, give you the, 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 the sketches and so on. Where the property reach? Talk to us. That property is yours, right? We're going to claim it. And um, we're going to ask persons listening to Can Youth Exploration, um, your topic in the podcast, to, to contribute. Um, uh, talk, talk to me. Go, you, know, you, can, you can actually email me at wradio668 at gmail.com or you will see um, other things flashing across the screen. And in the description of the, 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 the episode, you will see links that you can get in touch with me and there's a link there that you can get in touch with Cassandra as well. But if you come through me, I will ensure that Cassandra gets the information and get the help now to ensure that her vision comes through. Those of you in the diaspora, Jamaicans in the diaspora, you're listening in Canada, you're listening in the UK, wherever around the world, Germany, we have Jamaicans all over. Um, touch base, talk to me. I have a, I, I have a, a foundation, Can You um, Foundation, Inc. Um, you can, you can su support uh, Cassandra's venture through Canute um, Foundation. Um, we, we can talk more about that. If you contact me, and you may contact Cassandra as well. But Cassandra, you're pro-life. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? I hear it. I hear it. I see it. Why, why are you pro-life, though? Let's go there a bit. Hello? Yeah. Because of his grace and his mercy. 
So I give him all glories because of God's goodness. Only because of him can you Dr. Can you cool, only cool. because of God. <laughs> yeah. And and you think that baby should born, they should come. Don't about the baby. Definitely. And why I can say this, um I've never said this out um in an interview before, but I'm also a victim of that also. Okay, okay. That's the PayPal um, account. Okay, so yes. so those persons who know, um, you can use that email um, to get to her PayPal and and, and and contribute. And and you can use your your credit card, your debit card, um, as as you know, guys, those listening and watching, that you can do that through um through PayPal. Use your credit card, debit card to make contribution through PayPal. Um, that that's a that's a good thing, good way to go. Um, but I want to I want you to talk. To, to the girls, right? What's your message to girls? Talk to girls, young girls, young Cassandras out there. Um, not being raped, um, but they're there. They're, they're there living their girlhood. Yeah? Talk to them. So for every teenager, young ladies, as I've always said to each and every one I've encountered with, when I sit down and I observe your life, listen, you see your youth, it's priceless. And it's the one thing in life that you will never get back. Don't waste it, right? Appreciate and cherish it and don't rush to grow up either. Just enjoy being a child and enjoy your childhood. And even if you slip and mess up, there's still hope, right? Brush yourself off and keep on going. Your past doesn't define your future and keep your head up. If you have a child already, 
don't feel that that child is not a mistake. That child is purpose and everything happens for a reason. And young ladies, your priceless work of art in the eyes of God. We are the apple of his eyes. So just see yourself as the queen that he has created us to be. And don't sell yourself short. Don't. Not for any hairstyle, not for any um, gadgets, not for anything that's going on right now. Just remain focused. Go to school if you have the opportunity to and make something of yourself. Get to know you first and cherish you and love you like no one else will or no one else can. Self-love is the greatest love. And forgive yourself for the mistakes and the obstacles. One. And two, don't ever think yourself too mighty or better than anyone. Humility is the key way to go in life. And with that, you will make it. Okay. You will make it. Okay. Hey, I, I still like you to talk to some more people, but um, talk to the rape victims. The rape victims now. And remember, Cassandra, what I want you to understand is that males are also raped, so to speak. I mean, you know, legally raped mean um, penetration, but, you know, they're also sexually abused, quote-unquote rape. <laughs> because it's not only to females yeah it's us it's, it's for rape victims overall because i've encountered young males who older women have forced themselves onto them yeah sexually so, abused yeah i'm telling you guys this is not your fault don't blame yourself the first key is forgiveness and i know it's hard that's why anybody i talk to and myself also the first thing is the Bible. I know most persons don't believe in it, but believe me, it has been my medication throughout the years. And get to know God personally for yourself. This lie that the enemy will put in your head after being raped, that this is your fault, it's a lie. It is a lie. And don't stay in it. Don't keep it in. Try and reach out to some support system some support group don't worry about who's gonna laugh at you but reach out to somebody somewhere if not me reach out it will help just hearing that this is not your fault and knowing that you have support from somebody who has gone through it it will help but don't keep it to yourself because it will damage you in the long run this is not your fault it isn't forgive yourself brush off and turn your, your your mess into a powerful message to help somebody else one day i know it's not easy it's hard but it's not impossible yeah yeah i just like to to to, to say hello to the sissoka um the arm of the jamaica constabulary force the police force um back in jamaica um they have been doing a, a good job um as it relates to rape victims and so on and uh I also um like to say big up to the restorative justice um association whosoever deals with restorative restorative justice because the, the next question the le next set of people i'd like you to talk to cassandra are, are those um the you know the persons who actually rape right um talk to the rapists out there those who are still rapists you know yeah those who are who, who were rapists i mean yeah they, they have passed through um gone through some other zone but um talk to the rapists the first thing i would say is get help 
get help because it's not normal. That is a spirit right there. Everything begins in the spiritual realm first before it manifests in the physical. Just like the rape victims, don't sit down and think that, you know, this is going to go away or you can hide the problem with alcohol or drugs or drinking or no. And it's not normal for somebody to say no and you get a kicks off that. That is a spirit right there. You need spiritual help and deliverance or else it's going to be to your own detrimental. This is not how you were born and this is not normal either. Just like the rape victims, we all need help. Mm. Reach out and don't be afraid. If you have to pay for counseling, reach out to some agency. Ask information. It's there on the internet. Seek help because it will kill you in the long run or you're going to arm somebody that will. It will kill you. It comes back to that. Mm. But get help. And I'm not here to judge anyone. Thanks God for his heart in me. And I'm not making excuse either. Don't give yourself excuses as to why you're doing this. Yeah. Don't make excuse. Deal with the problem. It is not normal. And that is a problem and an issue that you have to deal with personally and collectively. In order to get healing. Because that's the point that we're all trying to get to. Healing. Right. So to be raped is not normal and being the person who is doing it is not normal either. Yeah. Whichever way, we're all human and we need help. Yeah. Um, you know, Cassandra, I have three more questions before I wrap up, you know, because the, these these are very important messages to 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 the persons who you have talked to, you know, and I'm hoping that they, they're here and understand and um, you know it, it's really important. For them to understand these things but i'd like you to talk to me a little about your son talk to me about him i know he's in, in, in a, he's sort of an inspiration to you talk a bit about him mr genius i call him that. <laughs> cool and why i see him as a genius is because this child from in the womb he has been a, a, a drummer he specializes in the drumming but over the years if you put him around the instruments he's like he just lose himself in it and he'll just figure out the correct keys on the piano on the guitar he doesn't like the trumpet though but if you give him any other musical instruments once he figure out that it's music mm -hmm. he will just lose himself and gone off into playing so i consider him a genius you give maurice any raw materials and he will create some wow. things that has you ah oh. yeah so he's very artistically also and whatever it is that you sing to him he memorizes it and then he retains it that doesn't leave him it doesn't matter how long it takes and he's also excellent with numbers he's very excellent with numbers he always does well in mathematics but that child right there i'm telling you and he's very smart because i see him himself put me to the test yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And then he waits for my reaction and then he laughs. So I know that um that portion of tissue in his brain that they said hasn't is gone missing and it wouldn't develop. Oh well it has. Because I see him excelling each and every single day. He knows self-care, he can cook. Cool. He is very neat. Very neat and tidy. I'm telling you, man, he is such a gentleman. I wouldn't trade this child for the world. Right. Have you watched Red Man? No. 
that's a sure rain man by justin Hoffman, i think um he he, he played um i think it's cruz played a played a, an artistic man a child you know he actually became a man and still artistic and um he, he you will find out that your son will be be a genius in a number of things because of of that artism thing that that's going on there so yeah don't think that artistic children are are not um brilliant in a lot of other aspects of their life so you're you're really having a genius there and um the musical aspect of his life is going to 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 take storm and 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 move on yeah yeah i love that i love that i love that. i love that go ahead hello go ahead talking to the parents love that love that hey cassandra the uh murray's studio I, I like that name what goes on in murray's studio <laughs> what goes on there <laughs> well for me it's music because i understand it but for the ordinary people it's noise okay okay yeah yeah and, and you set up this other studio what's going on there talk to me describe murray's studio no the basement foundation at the, the, the foundation that i'm establishing now that i'm yeah. trying to secure the deposit for the basement there is going to be the studio but where we're temporarily residing now is a family home he doesn't have the space to do any of that right so he will just play music on whatever he catches mm. so that's why it's noise for the ordinary but in the studio what's going to be there because he has a drum already somebody has already donated a drum to him but it's just mm. for us to go and get it cool, cool. and somebody has already volunteered to purchase a keyboard for him it's just the space wow. they're waiting on to come to pass and once we get the space then the blessings will come because god is not gonna bless us if we have nowhere to put it cool cool yeah, you know, you know, I, I, I love the way you talk, very positive, you know, and, and I align myself with your positivity because, you know, I, I'm sure those persons listening to Can Youth Exploration, your topic in a podcast, will want to donate uh, an instrument to Maurice as well. So this Maurice studio will be a musical studio with, with all the, the things. And I'm hoping that um, you'll invite other artistic children to, to, to take part in the studio facility as well eventually. Place, yeah. you know, to train them life skills which music is a part of it and self-care yeah yeah hey 
Cassandra, the final question I'd like to ask you. This this is sort of it relates to to, to the rape um, situation, but but looking at it in general, as, as it relates to to incest, um, you know, fathers abusing daughters, um, stepfathers abusing uh, you know um, daughters, and the other way around, stepmothers abusing sons, stepsons, and so on. And um, looking at that aspect of things in the home, right? You were raped in a different situation outside, really. After, yeah, quote unquote, outside, no, after home. But um, look at it from the the perspective of um, a family living together, and and you know, incest taking place in there. Talk to me about that. What advice would you give in that situation? It's gonna be the same. Get help. Get help once that thought cross your mind because it starts first in the mind, and you see your daughter in any form of way sexually attracted to her or you don't because some person starts abuse because they don't know how to deal with it so to keep that from manifesting they tend to resent and reject the child so it comes out in the form of verbal or physical abuse okay get help get help in 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 this jamaican culture we don't believe that you know counseling is something that we should do when you talk about it and you identify a demon then you know what you're up against and you know how to fight it but when you don't talk about it it will stay inside until one day it's going to manifest itself for female abusing their stepchild or female abusing or sexually molesting little boys just to see it's a spirit and it's sickening get help talk to somebody about it get counseling if you need and as i say i'm here reach out to me in one way or another pass on the information to somebody that you think might need help talking about it helps sometimes so you know how to deal with it a majority of persons just don't know how to deal with things and they're it's too shameful for them to speak about get help no man is an island yeah. identify that spirit and expose it everything first begins in the mind and it manifests itself spiritually first before it comes out in the physical realm yeah kill it from in the spiritual realm then it won't manifest and it's gonna be a fight still in the because if that door has been open through their childhood any form it's gonna be a fight but as i say it will be hard but not impossible but don't sit down do not sit down and tell yourself that you know this has been the way it is passed on down from mommy grandma and this is just me no it's a lie from the pit of hell yeah my mommy started having kids at 14 my grandmother was 13 i had my son at 12. if you understand the trend and when I saw that and I figured that out, I decided that this is not going to happen to my sister. This is not going to happen to my children or my children, children's to come. This curse ends with me. Yeah. And I decided that I'm going to do whatever it takes, whatever fight, whatever sacrifice to end it. My mother failed to do it. My grandmother, and if you search back further on, it happened to her mother. Because remember, they come from a line of slavery where it was okay yeah. for the slave masters to force themselves on them. So it's a curse passed on down to the generations. But who is going to stand up and be the one to say, listen, this ends with me. And a brand new beginning starts with me. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I love that. Hey, Cassandra, you have been such a shining light to those who are listening, those who are viewing. Um, you know, indeed, we 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 haven't done the, this interview in the traditional way of you being on on the screen, but um, you are on the phone with us, and um, you know, it, it's a, such a delightful uh, episode. You know, I informative, um, not necessarily entertaining, but um, you know, reflective sort of an interview and <laughs> you know seriously it is reflective and then uh, i really appreciate your transparency and uh, my listeners uh, you know i i would think appreciate your transparency and wish you all the best and i'm open and i'm praying and i know you're going to pray with me that members in the diaspora those who are in jamaica listening to this will reach out to you and um support the, this venture this vision because it sounds like well it doesn't sound like it is a, a very interesting and um and and, and um progressive um vision and, and um it will it will go somewhere because as you talk about your vision um you transfer that vision um of you doing it if you being successful into my head and i'm seeing that as my vision for you um so yeah i love it glory be to god in advance who is taking the time out to listen i thank you dr canyon for also taking the time out to reach out and i thank you for this privilege and this opportunity also i do appreciate in advance all the seeds all the blessing all the compassion all the sacrifice it will be worthwhile in the long run and i can guarantee you guys this much it won't go unrewarded amen amen i know i know with your passion i know it won't all right all right take care cassandra we'll talk i will i'll give you a call all right thank you god bless you all and bless your listeners bye-bye so that was cassandra terrelong on can you expiration your topic in a podcast she's such an amazing soul amazing person she uh she was ripped uh, um, at a young age and um, she become a mother at age 11 and she went into prostitution in order to ensure that her child is being taken care of um, and that is important but she did according to her what she has to do um, to get that done and, and she went again into prostitution after um, believing that things would have worked out um, trying you know hard to, to put things in place for her child However, she had gone into Christianity and she is now in, uh, in her church. And at age 30, um, October 2021, not her birth month, but I'm saying that we are broadcasting this in October 2021. That means if you're watching this 10 years um, down the road, um, you will, you'll realize that she was 30 at this time. And her son um, is, is a big boy now, 15, growing up. And um going up and um he's artistic, but there's this vision that, that Cassandra has to to ensure that she help rape victims and um foster the foster the, the children, the unwanted children. So she's saying to to rape victims and, and those not necessarily raped but um become pregnant for other reasons and um want to to abort the child. She's saying, Hey, don't abort that child. Take it to her institution and her establishment. She will take care of the, that child, um, those children for that matter. And if 
the, the when the child slash children becomes um big enough and you think that you're ready to take the the the, the child slash children um then you will get them um i know that she's gone off to be working with a number of agencies to get this done um eventually but um her start at this point is to get this building she she found the property she she actually um started started the paperwork she she wants some more money um to 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 get this off the ground and um she will take anything that you have that can support crowdfunding is, is important if you think that you can assist her can you exploration is here to help as the middle person um if you go on the the the, the link in the description you will see where where actually there's a link for you to to um support um our guest as it relates to 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 getting something done uh and and you can click on that link and support our guest through the paypal account she mentioned her paypal account as well and um if you get to me i will be able to give that to her to you so that you can you can get it um to her through her paypal account and um it, it's very important that you try to assist her i am kenyut white dr kenyut white you're listening to kenyut exploration you can contact me via doubler radio 668 at gmail.com that's doubler radio 668 at gmail.com you can send your 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 comments through that um this broadcast this episode will be an upper podcast amazon spotify audible and 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 it will be on, on youtube uh, it's on youtube live as well so you'll be able to go back and listen to get the information but this sounds like a very good venture and out of adversities i always say comes good and our adversities are not for us but it's for somebody else um no matter what you're going through now it's not really for you but one day you'll find out that it's really for somebody else it's really for a group of persons but you're being prepared to deal with that you're being prepared to help being prepared to assist being prepared like cassandra to to get that vision um in order to assist more than you because your adversities is more than you it's for a whole lot of other persons in society so i i want you to understand that and and support the cassandra's venture i am dr kenyut white this is kenyut exploration your topic in a podcast reminding you that there's still a pandemic continue to do the hygiene thing i always say wash your hands keep the social distance and wear your mask take the vaccine i'm not telling you i'm suggesting to you i am encouraging you to take the vaccine i've done my my pfizer um, two doses um april and may and i'm still here um thank god for that and i um at least it what it will do is to prevent the 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 the, the virus from 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 being intense as it relates to symptoms uh, if if i got it you know if you take the vaccine and you you got the virus then you you eventually will will it will be um mitigated in terms of the symptoms the symptoms will be mitigated and the chances that you will die from the virus are very very slim once you take the the vax the vaccine so do that and um take care we'll talk again goodbye <laughs>